and welcome to the Virgin River Visitor Center. I'm Caroline Dill. And I'm Liz Mitchell. And we are your guides to this charming, small, yet fictional town of Netflix's Virgin River. At the Virgin River Visitor Center, we will help you learn everything you need to know. Whether you want to know where to go for a late night bite, Jack's Bar, or who is new in town and already stirring up drama, the new nurse Mel, or you just want to know the local gossip. So pack your bags and your impractical footwear. We're going to Virgin River. We both wear our Sherpas today. Me too. We're nice and cozy. Yes, I was very cold, so. I just like this shirt. It's warm and cozy. Same. I also enjoy my own. I don't wear a shirt underneath it like you do. I get too hot if I do. You get too hot like all the time. I love that about you. I'm either really hot or really cold. There's yeah, no in between. I yep. know. My body does not just sit at a temperature. You're like, I like fuzzy socks, but I can't wear them or I'll overheat and die. <laughs> no, no, my feet just get sweaty. That's even worse. Which is gross. I know. Ew. That's why I can wear them. I really only wear them if my feet are like really, really cold. But then my feet are pretty cold a lot, so... What a catch-22 for you. It really is. I love warm, cozy things, but then I know I'm going to get hot. Mm. My mom's the same way, though, so. Well, that's fun. I've been recording this, by the way. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, y'all. Hey, Virgin Riverheads. I don't know. I don't know. Eventually, we'll come up with a name for what we all call ourselves. <gasps> the Virtual Reality VR Hey, yeah. the VR. Welcome back to the Visitor Center of Virgin River. This is the Virgin River Visitor Center. Home of the no school. Or children. Yeah, they don't have a mascot, so they can't be home of anything if they don't have a school. Home of the adults only. Sounds about right. Oh, what a good time back in Virgin River seeing my... 20 friends because i think that's the total population there's probably only like 20 people in this town that's why they all know each other okay i am not from a small town so i need to know if you live in a small town is it actually true that you know everyone i just think it's impossible to know every single person in your small town i don't know i know some people that are from some small towns obviously i'm not from a small town either but the people who I do know, they say they, they really do know everyone. Like one girl who I went to college with, she graduated in a class of 69. It was apparently very exciting when they went from 68 to 69. There was a kid that transferred in like senior year. Wow. But they all started school together in like preschool and went all through all 12 years of school together. Like their families all know each other. But those are those 69 families. That's only 69 people. Usually towns, even a small town, has at least like 500 people. You can't possibly know know 500 people. If you don't know them, you know know. of them. I I think that's kind of how it works. I don't know. I just think that's a gimmick. Small towns are like, "Mm, you know everyone here. And I'm like, do you though? Do you? So let me know if you actually know everyone if you live in a small town. Because I think it's a scam to get people to move to small towns so they can up their population numbers. Sure. All right, uh, let's let's <laughs> get started, Liz. Take take it away, Virgin River episode seven. If 
if truth be told if truth be told what will happen great Mm. question it's the morning after the mingle and everyone is still reeling from the events of the night before joey embarrassed by her actions decides it's time to go home but before she goes she admits that while she had come to convince mel to come home she can see that virgin river has become her new home meanwhile at the bar jack and brady talk it out and brady promises he'll do better When a frazzled Ricky emerges, saying that his grandma called and said that she's not feeling well and needed help, Jack offers to drive Mel out there to check her out, and they find her collapsed on the floor. Turns out she has diabetes and does not manage it very well, especially since her husband died. It's been 10 years, and she still misses him. This comment gets Mel thinking about her husband and the night that he died. Jack takes Mel on another adventure to try and cheer her up. She admits that she still wouldn't be in Virgin River if it wasn't for him. Afterwards, Jack goes to talk with Charmaine, who officially breaks it off with him, saying she can't wait around for him to fall in love with her. Despite all this, he's still thinking about Mel, and when he finds her gloves in the car, he decides to go take them to her. When he gets to her room, he notices her wedding ring on the nightstand. Mel sees him staring and explains that she thought it was time, and Mel reveals to him that her husband is dead, and it was her fault. Good recap. Thank you. Yes. So this was a good episode. It was full of a lot of drama and details that we finally get. So the whole time in past episodes, you're like, okay, what did happen to Mel's husband? Is he alive? Is he dead? Are they divorced? Did he leave her? What happened to him? And so this episode, we finally learn what happened. And it is really sad, but I think we all kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Well, we get a little bit more about it we see she keeps having flashbacks of being in a hospital covered in blood and she's sad yes and the doctor goes and talks to her and says that he's dead which is crazy i don't think they phrased it like that i think they said i'm so sorry he didn't make it okay but that actually we didn't see that we just see the person come out and talk to mel but we don't hear anything yeah she keeps having like the same flashback in this episode just like little bits revealed yeah so this episode really focused on a couple different things so there were like three different storylines so the first storyline is obviously mel's storyline mel her sister like we said is leaving and mel then goes to jack's bark because that's all she does when she's not working i guess who knows and so she goes there uh brady is forced to apologize by jack and mel's like i don't want your apology and he's like i have to freaking apologize jack is making me please let me just finish this apology she's like okay fine and then ricky gets all flustered and he's like ah i need to go my grandma i tried just calling her and she wasn't answering i'm so scared and mel's like hey i'll go with you like i know medicine okay i can help if she's diabetic Well, she is. I mean, you know what I mean. And then Jack, being Jack, has to go. I'll drive you. Anywhere Mel goes. He will not let Mel go anywhere alone. And so Jack's like, Ricky, you stay here and work because your mind's clearly in the right place for working right now. I'll go. So that was that story line. And then we have Preacher and Paige. This is a big one. Yeah, so Paige is the most awkward person in this town. Yes. Uh, My favorite, so they're at Paige's Bakeaway, 
and Hope is there talking to Paige, and she's like asking a bunch of questions, and and Paige keeps changing her story, and Hope says, "You can dig a hole faster than a gopher." She's like, "What? What are you trying to? You're just digging yourself here deeper in this hole, girl." I know she's getting her story real convoluted. Doesn't she know when you're lying, you want to keep it? A, as close to the truth as possible, and B, as simple as possible. Yeah, the more details, the more it sounds like you actually are lying. Right, and then you also have to remember all the details that you've said previously. Yeah. So, Paige, just try a little harder. Yeah, she's still being, she's being pretty sus. Yeah, we don't know what the heck is going on. And then a preacher shows up at her bakeaway, and he's, I, I don't know, their way of flirting is so awkward, I guess. They flirt by asking, what are the specials at Jack's Bar today? Yeah. Oh, it's duck tacos. Spicy duck tacos. Right, spicy duck tacos. Gross. So that was that. And then later at Jack's Bar, Preacher's working, doing his job. And Paige comes in and she's like, my car died. I need it to start. Ah, Help me. Can you jump my car? And then he's like... I'm kind of working here, but she's so frazzled and flustered. And he's like, you know what? He's a good guy. He is a good guy. And he's like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll jump your car. However, when he's jumping her car. He notices um, some suspicious Some items. items, Such as packed suitcases. Weird. And then he is moving the seat because he's a very tall man. A giant. As we discussed. And he notices a thing on the ground. He's like, what is this? He picks it up. And it's a Florida ID with Paige's picture, but it isn't her name. Intrigue. That was a very interesting moment. And uh, Preacher doesn't get a chance to figure out what this means in this episode. But in but the we'll meantime... keep an eye on that driver's license. He did let Christopher have 16 marshmallows in his hot chocolate. How did that kid not throw up? I don't know. that. He, this kid is also, food who driven. Their, who counts their marshmallows? He was like, can I have as many marshmallows as I want while they're waiting? He's like, yeah, sure. So I guess that was motivation for Christopher. I, guess. I don't know. Yeah. So there is that storyline. I think that one's the most I need to see what happens next storyline. So many things are happening there. Um, and then there's Hope. Hope had a sad storyline uh, this week. I feel so bad for Hope episode. this week. We keep saying that. It's not a week. I mean, this episode. Episode. This day. Yeah, because it all takes place in one day. Yes. Uh, So, Hope, like we said, she's getting some coffee or whatever at Paige's Bakeaway. And then the owner of the B&B, what's her name? Joelle? I think so. She shows up and she starts talking and she gets a dozen donuts. And Hope is so confused. She's like, why are you getting so many donuts? She's like, oh, we have... A full house to feed and hopes telling her no you don't uh all these people left no one's in town your only person is mel right now and let's be real she eats every single meal at jack's definitely so then hope's very confused and then she stops by connie's general store and sees all her friends playing cards without her it's so sad, so sad. <laughs> yeah it turns out these ladies are petty and they're like, we don't want to play with you. You're too competitive. You get too intense. I'm like, you should tell that to her face instead of not inviting her. Right? Instead of acting like 
middle schoolers like that's some middle school stuff yeah this woman had a heart attack she needs her friends right now and instead her friends are turning on her right and they're like we love you so much you just almost died but we're not gonna invite you to our card game no yeah so then hope's really sad sad. and i guess then she needs some paper for her printer and so she goes to doc's house i don't know why she's able to just walk inside maybe she still has a key after 20 years and he's not there and she sees some pictures and she's going down memory lane and then he she calls doc and she's like hey um yeah i hope you didn't fall out of the boat and drown on your fishing trip and that is something that we all do when we call but we don't want to make it weird so you try to make it less weird but in the process you make it make it really weird yeah yeah so and she's just so sad and lonely. I know. Hope just really wants her friends, especially Doc. She wants to stay friends with him, but he is not having it with her. He is very upset about the whole divorce and how she didn't show up to visit the attorney, and now it's still happening. He does have a great quote during that whole thing, though. He does. When he tells Hope that she's fruitier than a fruitcake, and he's a doctor, so he knows that that's a real diagnosis. Yeah, he goes, you're all over the map with this divorce stuff. It's making me dizzy. You're nuttier than a fruitcake. And I'm a doctor. That's an actual diagnosis. And then he leaves. He leaves on that note. That's the best way it's to leave so a room. Mic drop out. Gonna go fishing. Yeah. Gonna go get some fish. Do you think he has know. a boat? No. He only fishes from the side. He's a side fisher. He's got like the waders, like the yeah, the waist high things. That is a thing. And well, wait, they're in California, not actually the Pacific Northwest. They just film there. But I do know that deep sea fishing is a thing up there. Maybe he yeah. traveled up to Seattle to go deep sea fishing. Maybe. Or he's like a fly fisher. He could be like a fly fisher. And then that's when you just stand in like the waist deep water and you just go. Yeah so we don't know we didn't get to see hope not hope doc going fishing we just hear about it yeah Mm. in my heart he has a boat though because he's a doctor probably or like one of those really small fishing boats that doesn't even have a shelter it's just a boat with a motor but a tawny one Mm -hmm. i think that's all he has he seems the kind of guy that's like i don't need much i don't need much in life that's right he did leave seattle and his fancy doctor job there to go be doctor in Virgin River. Exactly. So, you know, that was, uh, those were like the main storylines of the episode. But then other things happened per- spor- sporadically. Mm-hmm. Well, not really sporadically. I don't know. I was just saying a word. But, yeah. Okay. Mel and Jack talk, and she's like, okay, you need to talk to Charmaine. You need to tell her how you feel. And he's like, okay, I'll take your advice. He finally does it after her telling him this multiple times. And she's not answering any of his calls, so he has to go and show up to her place of business. And he is like, look, I'm so sorry. This is like, we were having a good time, and... I really want to still like be hanging out with you. And she's like, yes, but do you care about me? He's like, I do care about you. And he doesn't seem to know what he wants or why he wants to be with her. He can't commit. And Charmaine thinks it's about Mel. 
she says, what about Mel? Is that the reason? Is that the reason you can't commit? And he's like, I don't know. And she goes, I don't think you're being honest with yourself, but I'm not going to wait around for you to fall in love with me. And then she tells him to leave. And he goes, I didn't mean to hurt you. And she says the best line in the whole episode. You didn't hurt me. You just wasted my time. Yes, Charmaine. Oh, yeah. We don't need a man to tell us these things and keep us in their little game. Mm -hmm. Get him out of here. Drop his dirty butt. Right. She has really, like, the last couple of episodes just kind of, like, grown, in my opinion. Like, I like her a lot more. than Still don't like her fashion. Yes. But her as a person, I like her a lot more. Because I feel like when we first were introduced to her, she's very, like, love me, love me. Like, pay attention to me. I'm going to be flirty and awkward and try to get all of your attention. Yes. And now she's, like, grown a backbone. And she's like, no, I'm worth more than this. Mm -hmm. You cannot just come and go from my life. I'm not going to sit around and wait for you. You either commit to me or you don't. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that. I love a strong, independent woman who knows what she wants and will not be treated any other way than yes. respectfully. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Charmaine for finally sticking up for herself and saying, no, this isn't happening. Sorry, Jack. You clearly are into some other woman. Stay away from me. Right. And just just be honest with yourself. Yeah. Ugh. Loved it. Loved I did every too. moment of that interaction. Shout out to Charmaine again. Crushed it this time. Yeah. Like, so that's about what happened this episode. Mel always seems to find some kind of medical issue. Issue everywhere she goes. Which, I mean, I guess it's kind of the show's way of reminding us that she is a nurse. Yeah, it's reminding us, hey, that um, she has a job. That's the reason she here. She, she isn't just hanging out at Jack's Bar all the time. But it sure feels that way. Mm-hmm. Or going on adventures with Jack, or getting kidnapped with Jack, or doing whatever it is that she does with with Jack. Jack. Always with Jack. Yeah, she has no other friends in town. She only made friends with Jack. And Hope. Yeah. Because she can't even, she's really, she doesn't even. Yeah. She's not even friends with, like, Preacher, Jack's BFF. I know, and I love Preacher. Become friends with Preacher. Yeah, she just makes it awkward around him. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she's trying to find out more information about, about Jack. Jack. Mm. Her whole life right now is kind of revolving around him a little bit. Just a bit. But, yeah. So but, she, I mean, he is the reason why she stayed in Virgin River. He so. really is. Every time she talks about leaving Virgin River, Jack gets so sad. And Mel even offered to go to L.A. with her sister. She's like, I can go to L.A. and help watch your kids so that you and your husband can get your lives back together. And Joey's like, no, I think this is it. We're, we can't. It's like, done. This is your home. I know. And then later in the episode, Joey calls and she's like, yeah, um, I'm officially ending things with Bill. Oh. It was really sad. So sad. I know. But I think that Joey knows what's best for her. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Joey for knowing that this is going to be hard on her children that she probably just created up. <laughs> But they'll get through this. They will. How many kids does Joey have? I think it's oh, it's three, remember? Because she's having right. her third baby yeah. shower. Which means the one is like really young because uh, when she was having like the planning That's the baby shower. Her, that one's probably only like two. Yeah. Hmm. That so one I only needs a ki- small crate. Yeah. So I bet her kids, just guessing here, she seems like the type that has a kid every like, Two to four years. 
you know, so it's probably a two-year-old, I would say a five-year-old, hmm. and like an eight-year-old. Okay. That's what I'm feeling. That's the ages, especially because how she talks about her kids and how they're being loud and annoying. Mm-hmm. Eight and five is like pretty annoying ages. Ouch. I love them. Any eight and five-year-olds listening, I'm so sorry. She just called you out. Okay, but the collective volume level gets so loud. But what if an actual eight-year-old and an actual five-year-old are listening to I'm this? I'm so sorry. You guys are great. You're just expressing yourself in the only way you know how. I don't know why they'd be listening. Sorry, I'm still thinking about that. And I'm just having a moment over here. Imagining like a little five-year-old choosing this podcast and going like, oh, yes, my favorite show on Netflix. I'm five, but mature for my age. Yes. Oh, man. I don't understand any of these concepts or anything that's happening. No. But. Do kids that young listen to podcasts? I mean, probably if their parents are listening to them, kind of like the way that we would listen to like the radio with our parents in the car. Yeah, good point. But they're not like, you don't think they're actively going out of their way. I don't think so. I would hope that a five-year-old doesn't know how to like go on Apple or Spotify and be like, let me look up this podcast. Good point. Yeah, that's weird. They also probably can't read very well at that point. Like they're usually just no. like starting to get pretty good reading comprehension, I think. I think that's how a five-year-old works. Yeah, but they can go on YouTube like nobody's business and find whatever it is they want without even knowing how to spell. What age do people start seeking out podcasts? I don't know. I was older, but that's also because podcasts didn't become like super popular until yeah. like, the last like five years, I feel like. They've been around for a while, though. Yeah, like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Something yeah, so. to think about. Something what to look up. What was your first podcast you listened to? My first podcast? Um, Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't know. I'm always a murder mystery podcast, though. Oh, actually, no. I can tell you the first one that I really listened to was Serial. Mm, yeah. The first season. Everyone was really into Serial for a while. Yes. All right. You know what uh, we should talk about? We should bring out Boat Patrol. Boat Patrol. Uh, okay. We see lots of shots of the river this episode. Yes. We had five river shots, and there was not, there was nary a boat to, to be, be found in any of these five shots of the river. No boats. I'm still so confused, which is why I think this is all a simulation. Because in reality, there is most likely to be at least one boat. Right, somebody out there fishing. Given the number of people in this town that are like, I'm going to go fishing. Do, do none of you have a canoe? Yeah. A little tiny fishing powerboat? Right? A kayak, if you will. There is no kind of trans water transportation device on this nope. river, which makes no sense because it seems like the kind of river that's like actually utilized for being a river. Yeah, like I said, maybe it's still just one of those really shallow ones. It's just like really wide, but then like shallow. I don't, I don't know. We'll figure this out one of these days. Either we'll never see a boat and officially confirm that this river has no boats, or we'll see one boat and go... Finally, it's about time that we see a boat in this water. Netflix, hit us up if you're ever going to put a boat in the show. Oh my gosh, they could have us on the boat as extras. Just being there, waving. Or even if the boat's not on the Virgin River, I just want to see a boat. 
Somewhere. Somewhere. Because I don't think they're that far from the ocean either. I have no idea. I, I It's not a real place, so you can't really figure it out. If, eh. But like, I just want a boat. That just would give be me a nice. Boat. Even if it's a picture of a boat. Just want a boat. Oh, like a nice boat, um, like framed picture. Mm-hmm. That would be or nice. Or those like fancy like boat models that people have. A ship in a bottle. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of like the bigger ones that are outside of the bottles, but yeah. I think Doc would make a ship in a boat. Ship in a bottle, I mean. <laughs> ship in a boat? Yeah. I think that would be one of his hobbies. Maybe, except for I feel like his motif is definitely a lot more like animal related. Animals can go on boats too. What's stopping them? I mean, that one picture of him in his office in this episode was young Doc with a reindeer or a moose. Elk. Something with antlers. Yeah, but like it wasn't dead. He wasn't hunting it. He was just smiling with yeah, it. Yeah, it was like a, at like a farm and he was just like, look at this reindeer. I am here. And then Hope looked at it and got all like misty eyed. Which means I bet there's some sort of sentimental value there for her either that or that's what he looked like when they first met and she was like "Mm." yeah or she took the picture Mm, yeah maybe it was like a date so many possibilities here many possibilities hmm all right let's get into question quarter woo the part Um. of the show where i ask caroline all my burning questions. The part of the show where Larry sings a silly song. That's what I think of every time I do that. I know, because I always think it too. When you say it, I'm like, okay, Veggie Tales, I see you. Yes. Okay. To begin, what do we think is the deal between Preacher and Brady? Because throughout this episode, you know, when Preacher talks to him, he goes, I would have punched you all the way out. And he calls Brady a leech and not a good friend and that he steals money and like all this kind of stuff. And this has been like it throughout the series. What is the deal between them? Why does Preacher hate Brady so much? Well, Jack has given Brady so many second chances. So this isn't Brady's first time coming to Jack's bar and working, most likely. I think whenever Brady is starting to get a little bit down on his luck, needs some cash flow, he immediately thinks of Jack because he knows no matter what he does, Jack will help him. Jack has a savior complex. Yes, but it's only because he Brady was with him and Preacher when they were in the Marines together. And I think Jack just feels some kind of responsibility towards Brady. He feels mm-hmm. like no matter what, he has to help him because they were there together. And that's the way it is even now. But Preacher probably also was, I mean, like, we know they were all together. So Preacher was with them, too. Preacher saw Brady and didn't think any good things about him. And then after they get back, he probably saw Brady, you know, just not being a great guy, relying off of others, and all over just, like, taking advantage of Jack's kindness. Mm. And Preacher doesn't like that. Yeah, he doesn't like that, and he sees right through it. And he knows Jack's too nice of a guy to say anything or do anything about it. I mean, Jack did punch him in the face. Love that. But he still is, like, letting him work there. He's like, I'm sorry. I am, but you need to apologize to Mel and her sister. That's really all he says about it. They don't get any further. They don't talk about their feelings, of course. They're men. (laughs) Who does that? Who 
What man wants to be emotionally available? Mm, not anyone in this town. Nope. So, yeah, I think Preacher's just done with the Brady routine. And he's done like with... Like he's been through it enough times. Yes. And he's done with Jack's kindness. But he can't say anything about it. Yeah. We all need a friend like Preacher in our life who's just there to ready to defend mm-hmm. all the time. We do. Will you be my Preacher? I'll try. I'll try to be stoic and forceful but i don't know if i can be as amazing as preacher is and i cannot make a spicy duck taco mm, or elk stew sorry i can't do that kind of freaks me out i've never actually eaten it but it kind of scares me a little bit i don't know if i've had duck before hmm, hmm. anyway <laughs> so towards the beginning of the episode when Mel goes to Jack's bar for the first time, Jack gives her a raspberry muffin. Mm-hmm. And he says that he picked the raspberries himself. Where did Jack get these raspberries that he picked himself? Because raspberries are in season in the summer and it's been snowing here. And in Virgin River. In Virgin River. So. But also raining. Yeah, and so also. Also was fall at one point. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. So where did he get these raspberries? Because I also don't think raspberries grow very well in a greenhouse. I could be wrong. Somebody correct me on that. But maybe he has a secret garden somewhere and it's only summer in his secret garden. He's got like a teleportation device to another dimension that's only summer and only nice out. And that's where he can pick his raspberries and then come back. Or not weird magical reality question answer. I think that he probably does have a greenhouse, and maybe this is a like type of raspberry that does well in a greenhouse. Or it could be he picked these raspberries months ago. Oh, and he froze them. Yes, mm, that's smart. The the muffin did look pretty good. Yeah, it was a giant muffin though. And He's it had like, no wrapper on it, which is weird. But well, that's probably because he used a silicon pan. Mm. Those are nice. He also can't cook, though, remember? Yeah. So Preacher must have made them. He didn't make them. them. He just picked the raspberries. He was, like, trying to show off that he was a little bit involved in this food process. I grew them myself. Yes. He doesn't even make Mel pay for anything here. I know. How does Jack make money? Because I swear nobody pays for anything at this bar. I don't think they do. No. Money isn't real? Money must not be real here or, like... The same money is in the town, so their cash flow is just always... It's very circular. Yeah. So it's like, well, why bother? Because I know then I'm going to need something from this person later, and then they just go back and forth. They just barter a lot. I don't even know if it's bartering. I think maybe if Jack needs a bag of flour, he goes to Connie's general store, and he's like, hey, Connie, and... He doesn't have to buy the flour because he knows Connie's going to buy a BLT later and that'll equal the cost of that bag of flour. And so mm, interesting. it's just this like payment loop where everyone's always thinking, all right, well, they don't need to pay because of this. Maybe. It's a small, small Economics. town. Allegedly, there's only 20 people in this town. According to us. Well, and also at the mingle, they're like the whole town is at this mingle. With no children. No children. And it didn't even look that crowded. There were maybe. Maybe it's a really big barn. Maybe 50 people in all of Virgin River. Final answer. 
That just went way off from raspberries. It works. It was in the same realm of possibilities. Yes. All right. Final question. Okay. Both Doc and Mel were gone all day. Yeah. It's clearly a weekday. Mm-hmm. Who was at the office? And like, did they just think that no one would have any appointments? Because Doc left to go fishing and then Jack literally took Mel away all day. Um, It might be a weekend because it's probably a Saturday because doctor's mm. offices aren't open on the weekends. It's not a hospital. It's just a regular nine to five doctor's office for just general doctoring and nurse practitionering. So I think it's probably a Saturday. And I can say Saturday because hair salons are still open on Saturdays. Those are a day they're open and they usually take Sunday and Monday off. So they work Friday, Saturday. So I think, and so when we were at Charmaine's, she was closing up her Saturday salon hours. Mm. So it's a Saturday. Doc planned his work trip, or not work trip, his fishing trip for Could be work. a Saturday. Could be. You take it as a tax write-off. I hope not. I hope he's better than that. And so that's why Mel's just kind of chilling, you know. Mm. Oh, it is a Saturday. Okay, here's why. It is Saturday. The mingle was the day before. Mm-hmm. And that was probably Friday night. Oh, I see where you're going with yes. this. Yes, and so then Saturday morning, all the people from the mingle have left town, which is why she's like, why do you have so many donuts? You don't need them. And... Then the doctor's office is closed. It's Saturday. There we go. Wow, we got there. Yeah, and that that's was a actually, whole journey. That's actually like it sounds very valid. Right, it makes a lot of sense. Like, why would they have a mingle on a weeknight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know people want to like have fun Friday right. night. And a Saturday you can could be a little weird for something like that too. Yeah, in case like you need church to recover on Sunday. Yeah, they that, all go to church. We actually don't know if they go to church. There's I feel no like people mention have talked church. about church. No. Uh, maybe I'm imagining that. They said something about wearing your Sunday best, but that doesn't imply church. True. That's just a turn of phrase. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. It was Saturday. That's why everyone was allowed to not be working. Mm, that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense why they were playing cards on a Saturday, not a weekday. Yeah, I think so. Because like, most of those ladies still have jobs. Yeah. Huh. There we go. That was a journey. It was, but I actually think I answered that question appropriately for once. I think you did. I'm really Yay. proud of you. Good job. Thanks. Growth. Mm-hmm. So that was Question Corner. Always a good time here. In Caroline's Corner. On the podcast where I answer questions to the best of my abilities. That was a good one this time. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Kept me on my toes. Toes. Okay. You do like to be on your toes. Yeah, you know tiptoeing in the tulips yep yeah so now we're going to move on to my favorite segment virgin river a crime of fashion (laughs) where we discuss the clothes that everyone wears and the crimes that they commit fashion wise stop it i did not know that's what you were gonna start calling it don't you love it (laughs) That's so good. Like a crime of passion, but no, it's a crime of fashion. fashion. Oh my God, that's so good. I'm crying. Good. I'm crying. I got her, everyone. (laughs) Wow. Okay, let's get through that. All right, we'll start with Joey because we saw her first and then we saw her dip out of town. 
Joey, again, a fashion legend. She's from LA, so she does know how to dress. Pants. Yes. Even just her casuals, she looks good. She was wearing a forest green V-neck top with kind of like a puffy shoulder sleeve moment. I don't know how to describe that, but it looked good. It wasn't like too extravagant, but it was just like a little bit of like a curvature of the sleeve. I don't know. I liked it. Curvature of the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she was wearing some just nice jeans. She had some red booties on, and she had some coordinating gold accessories. So she had this really nice gold necklace and mm. also a gold ring to accommodate the necklace. Scary. Ow. Don't know what you just did there. I just hit my microphone. Okay. <laughs> it scared me and you, apparently. Uh, yeah, I just heard it. Scary. Anything else about Joey? No, I really liked her necklace, the the square pendant situation. It was cute. It was cute. She just always looks so put together. She does. Fashion goals. Yeah. And she just really didn't want to talk about to Mel about staying. She's like, no, I'm not staying. I made a fool of myself last night. She's like, I'm out. I, I had two go. glasses of wine. It all went to my head. She's one of those women. She probably is. She seems the type. Real housewifey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. And then we'll talk about Mel because, you know, we saw Mel with Joey. Makes sense. Be weird if we saw Joey hanging out with anyone else without yeah. Mel. Uncomfy. Mel, I think we've seen this outfit before. She was wearing a pale pink turtleneck. Definitely has worn that. Yeah. And then black leggings. And she paired it with her tall boots, which is fine. However, I am going to call her out on that being impractical for the moment because she was sitting on her bed but wearing boots shoes she like hasn't even left her room for the day and she'd already put on her shoes maybe she doesn't like being barefoot maybe but that's what slippers are for mel you don't need to wear your knee-high boots sitting on the bed her sister it made sense for her to be in her shoes already she was getting ready to leave her car had just arrived but mel you're not going anywhere why did you put your shoes on I just I don't, don't understand. I'm not a shoes inside person, though, because my feet want to live. They don't need to be constrained to a footwear item when I'm in the house. We are a no shoes on in the apartment household. We are. It's just freeing. Also, shoes have a lot of germs on the bottom of them. Like, you're walking everywhere in those shoes. Those shoes are touching all kinds of germs, and then you're carrying that into your house, and then you're just going to get your carpets dirty. We don't need that. Mel, take your shoes off. End of rant. End of shoe rant. End of shoe rant. I'm sorry, Mel, but anytime you wear footwear, I'm going to have to call you out on it because it's never right for the moment. No. Never. If she wasn't in the room, it would be the appropriate shoe because she's just like hanging out. She's going to go get some brunch. She's going to go do whatever she does. Yeah. But But. she doesn't need to wear her knee-high boots while sitting on her bed. Right. Do better. Um, yeah. Be better. Be better. Always. Uh, all right. Let's talk about... Who should we talk about? Doc? Let's talk about Doc. Yeah. He was wearing his going fishing outfit. We love. It was pretty simple. A navy blue flannel zip-up jacket situation and khakis. Perfect. What else do you need to go fishing? And his fishing accessories. I maybe wouldn't have worn khakis to go fishing. Maybe like jeans. 
but I don't think Doc owns jeans. No, he's not the type of guy. He's probably never worn a pair of jeans in his life. No. He only wears khakis or dress pants. I just, I'm like, I think everyone needs one pair of jeans. You never know when you're going to need jeans. Uh, You know, whatever. If that's what makes you happy, Doc, wearing your khakis while fishing, maybe it makes the fish less intimidated by you because you Mm. look professional while you're fishing. Yeah, or, like I said, maybe he wears those, like, waders, like the waist-high rubber. Yeah situations and then it doesn't really matter what pants you're wearing underneath because you're wearing waders and and, and people aren't like going to see that but what if you get a hole then you ruin your khakis mm, upsetting it is unless he's wearing like the dickies ones maybe yeah. the dickies khakis you know yeah and then they're work khakis oh uh, yeah they're khakis for when you're going on a hike outdoor activities i don't know i'm not like questioning doc i get it that's his style choice it's just a little funny mm-hmm then we see Hope, and Hope's wearing her red flannel and red jacket combo that we've seen before, but this time she's paired it with a new scarf. Ooh. She has a fun red and green striped scarf. I like it. Festive. I did too. Holiday. Yeah. She likes a color coordination. We've said it once, and I'll say it again. I just like someone who knows how to work the clothes they're wearing and be like, I'm going to wear my red coat with my red shirt because I know they match. And it didn't look like she was wearing the weird belt jean combo this time around. I don't think she was. I didn't see it. Which I appreciate. Yeah. So thanks, Hope, for taking our advice and not wearing that belt. If you were and I didn't and and I just didn't see it. Hmm. Maybe. It's okay. Your jacket covered it up most of the time. It did. Yeah. So you're fine. Then we have Jack at Jack's bar. He's wearing a green Henley. And a blue button-up over it. Shock. And jeans. Jack's a man that probably only owns jeans. Oh, 100%. He doesn't own anything other than jeans. So he and Doc are complete opposites on this pant spectrum. Yeah. Yep. You're either all khakis or all jeans, and neither of them own sweatpants. No. (laughs) Like, if they ever need to, like, work out, they'll wear khakis or jeans. Yep. Or maybe... Maybe a pair of shorts. I don't think Doc has any shorts. Do you think his legs have ever seen the sunlight? Not in 50 years they haven't. Oh, they're probably so pale. Probably the last time he wore shorts is as a little boy. (laughs) And he wore the, like, shorts with socks combo. Uh, A classic. Yeah, he's of that age where when he was a little kid, that's probably what he wore. How old is Doc? Did we ever find out or do we just guess? Um, he's close to, quote, retirement age, whatever that is. Isn't it 65 is the oldest that you can yeah. retire? But I think most people go longer. Mm-hmm. He's probably 70. Yeah, 70, 75 maybe. Mm-hmm. Like age of my grandpa. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. why I think that he was he's wearing the, the short shorts, pants. The tucked in ho- or polo shirt with yeah. the socks and like the little shoes. Mm-hmm. That's his, his Easter outfit. So cute. So that's why he doesn't wear shorts. Do you think he had suspenders too? Hmm. Do we feel like he was a suspender boy? Maybe. I I could see it. That'd be cute. And a little hat. Uh, (laughs) Adorable. Aw. I bet Doc was a really cute little kid. Right? He's such a sweet old man. He's probably adorable. I don't want to use the word sweet, but yeah. He's growing on me. I think he's just the type of man that, or person that, 
just struggles letting new people into their mm-hmm. lives. They're so set in their ways that they're, it's hard for them to see anything else because they're afraid of change. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Yeah, so I think he doesn't, he means well. He has good intentions. He just can't let someone take over his life. He has, he needs that control. And when he doesn't have control, he then takes it out on those around him. Mm. I do, I really think that's how he is. But he, because he's learned to appreciate Mel. True. Apparently her delivering a, a breech baby really just mm-hmm. got his attention. It must support. Have. Yeah. Enc- encourage? No, not encouragement. I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of right now. That's all right. <laughs> we'll move on to Brady. Uh, so Brady is wearing a green sweater, or not green, a gray sweater with a breast pocket on it and a navy blue winter coat. And a bruise on his face. Hey. Hey. He, he deserves was, it. He really did. I mean, I didn't mind his outfit. He looked good in it. Right. I mean, he was just going to go work at a bar, so. Yeah, he doesn't need to look super nice. He and might it wasn't spill on his him. same t-shirt that he's worn every other time we've ever seen him. No. He, I think, only owns gray shirts, though. Probably. He feels like the type. Or a white. Gray or white, yeah. Maybe a black if he's feeling mm. like a rebel. Maybe. So, yeah, not much to Brady. He was, Meh. he wasn't really there. He apologized, thankfully. But it didn't really seem that remorseful. Nope. And he then, just seemed upset that he had oh, to do yeah. it in the first place. Yep. And then we have Preacher. So, he was wearing a green flannel and coat. I feel like the Jack's Boys Bar, Jack's Bar Boys. All kind of wear a variation of the same thing, which makes sense. A, they were all in the Marines together. B, they all work at the same bar. And C, it's Virgin River, where fashion is a secondhand thought. Right, and D, men don't really have a ton of options, so... That's so true. I think men's fashion can be so boring. I know. It's been about the same since, like, the 1950s-ish. Basically. And it hasn't really evolved or changed since then. No. I get my dad a sweater every year for either Christmas or his birthday. It depends on which one. And they're all starting to look the same. I just kind of changed the color of the sweater. Yeah. I know. Maybe in like 50 years, men's fashion will finally evolve into something else. Something cooler. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's starting to. It's slowly getting there, right? I mean, Harry Styles was on the cover of Vogue. Looking Rocking dress. Looking great. all day in that dress, right? Amaze. Yeah. So... Hopefully men can get past their masculinity. Right. And move on. One more person. I think just one more. Yeah. One more person I want to talk about fashion wise. And that is, oh, I guess it's Paige and Christopher. Mm. Mainly Christopher. But then I'll throw Paige in here too because that is his mom. So Paige is wearing this like burnt orange scarf and a brown coat. Boring, basic Paige, whatever. But Christopher, on the other hand, was wearing the coolest shirt I've ever seen. It had a really cool polar bear on it. I love it. It was so cute. Ten-year-old boys, they have the best clothes. They really do. I want to wear a Spider-Man t-shirt or a polar bear t-shirt. And it not be weird, yes. Yeah. So thanks, Christopher, for cheering me up there with your love of marshmallows and polar bears. Yes. Hope you didn't get a tummy ache. Let's hope not, yeah. Uh, so, um, 
Who was your uh, worst outfit of the week? My worst outfit. Oh, wait. Did I talk about Charmaine? Charmaine's in this episode, no. and I didn't even talk about her outfit. Wow. Whoops. Okay. Well, one last thing, Charmaine. She's wearing a black and white silky blouse. Oh, right. It's already Charmaine. Worst outfit. Wow. Just saying it out loud. This black and white silky blouse with a belt with a giant silver belt buckle different to the other giant silver belt she wore. A different ugly belt. And this like black fitted blazer, but it's only a three quarters sleeve. And this weird metal choker necklace situation. Yeah, it was weird. I liked how it was black and white because I know a lot of stylists wear black and white. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated that detail. But the top like stuck out at a weird angle. So it made it look like she had like a chest shelf going on. We all know what I mean, ladies. When you wear a top that gives you a chest shelf. Yep. We've all been there. So, uh, yeah, Charmaine, I, I just, my brain excluded feels, her. Yeah, it feels like a very impractical outfit to wear to cut someone's hair. It does. I just feel like I either need short sleeves or all the way sleeves if I'm going to be using my arms all day, three-quarter sleeve. Right. And also, like, with, like you said, the way that it was cut, I'm like, your, someone's hair could be just, like, touching you. Ew, touching your yeah. chest. Yeah. Like, it's, or, yeah, it feels impractical. It was very impractical. Charmaine, I'm sorry. You were doing better. I'm giving you worst outfit of the week just because of what everyone else was wearing out of everyone else compared to them all. You were the worst. It was so bad that you forgot about it. It was so bad I forgot. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even need to talk about Charmaine. Turns out I did. She was doing so much better. She was trying. And then she took a step back. Mm. Yeah, but what was that necklace? It looked like it was, like, costume jewelry. Like, I would wear that if I was a vampire for Halloween. Yeah, it didn't look great. It just looked very heavy and clunky. Yeah, and annoying. Yeah. It looked uh, like it would be itchy. Like, on my neck, you know? I see. Yeah, like I know the what kind you of, mean. like, beads that it was. Like, Was it beads? I thought it was, like, chain link metal. I don't know. I thought it was beads. No, I don't know. It looked like it was, like, Maybe it's both. metal links. Maybe it was both. Like, a combo. Maybe, yeah. Not a fan. No. And then my best outfit of the week, I want to give it to Christopher's shirt. You know, I think that polar bear shirt Same. was dope. It was cool. Christopher never change. But, but like maybe but let maybe us know what do. your real name is. Yeah. Or, and your natural hair color. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Slow down on the marshmallows, kid. You're going to get sick. Right. You're going to rot your teeth out. Yeah. That's what the dentist says, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. But I would agree. Yeah, all right. We Yay. love a polar bear t-shirt. Good job, Mom. Christopher. Crushed it. Yeah, that was great. You did so good. Mm-hmm. Hope you keep it up in the next couple of episodes that we get to see you in. Right. Keep that polar bear shirt around, man. Or another cool animal shirt. Either a tiger. way. <gasps> a tiger. Or like if he's staying with like cold animals, penguin. A yes. penguin shirt. Or a seal Yes. I love a seal. Or a seal getting eaten by a polar bear. Ooh, science. Yeah. The circle of life. It is. I think that they would think that he has some health issues if he wore a shirt like that. Mm, or his mom has yeah, issues. Yeah, probably. I would let him wear that, getting. but maybe not. 
Paige is trying to be low-key. She can't bring attention to them. Yes. Even though she's not being very low-key. Were there any romantic moments this week episode? We keep doing that. Oh my gosh. When will we learn? Any romantic moments this episode? Um, I think there was a couple. They were like very subtle ones. Mm-hmm. One of them, I guess, could be classified as a romantic moment-ish. And I think it's really when Jack and Charmaine are having their talk. Obviously, it's very intense. But you know when she does say, I'm not going to wait around for you to fall in love with me. Yeah. That was her taking a moment to love herself. You know? Yes. That she was worth more than the way that Jack was treating her. So it's a very, I wouldn't, I don't know if it would call it a romantic moment, mm-hmm. but it, it falls in the love spectrum. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think it is romantic to know what you want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to know what's best for you and the other person involved. You cannot just keep going through it. Right. And you can't sit there and make somebody love you Yeah, and care about you. And there comes a point when you have to sit there and just kind of cut ties and realize this isn't working for either one of us this is not the best thing for either one of us so I'm gonna take some time for me I'm gonna love myself to quote Justin Bieber yes or paraphrase I should say and you need to figure out you Mm mm-hmm good point yeah and then I also secondary I think romantic moment is when Jack and Mel are leaving the hospital, and Mel's obviously, like, really upset. She's, like, crying in the car. And they're, like, talking. And Jack doesn't make her share because she's not comfortable enough yet. Mm -hmm. He just lets her be sad, but lets her know that he's there if she needs to share. Yeah, it was so nice because Mel clearly didn't have a good memory being in a hospital. So when she was having her flashback it was because she was at the hospital when they took Lydia in to just be double checked with her diabetes that she would do okay and she probably the last time she was in a hospital was finding out her husband died and it was really hard for her and I'm glad she had someone like Jack with her to let her take the time she needed just sit in silence and cry and then right. like, become okay. There's nothing more annoying than when you're going through something, but you're not comfortable enough sharing it. But like, you just want somebody to like comfort you. Yeah. Then somebody forcing you to share what it is you're upset about. Like, no, sometimes I just want to be sad mm-hmm. and I'll tell you when I'm ready, but just let me be sad for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to share our pain with anybody. Nope. It's annoying when somebody tries to force you to. Mm-hmm. I'm off my soapbox now. Okay. Soapbox to the side. Great. I think my a romantic moment that I found where I thought that was very romantic was when they're talking to Liddy. Remember, that's Ricky's grandmother. Her husband has been dead for 10 years, and she really misses him. She says, it's been 10 years since he's been gone, but it feels like just yesterday. Oh. And so even if someone's gone, you can still love them. And it can be hard, but then you have to find other people in your life to bring in to help you feel happy. Mm-hmm. And you can still miss that person. And that's okay. But you have to also remember that you are still around. You still are alive right now. And you need to keep yourself healthy and keep going. Mm-hmm. Even if it's hard. Even if that is what 
your partner did for you. So it was just really romantic to hear that even after 10 years, she still misses her husband. I know. And that made Mel kind of think. She's like, they're talking about it. And she's like, her husband's been dead for 10 years and she still misses him. And they're talking about that. And Jack's like, well, you know what? Love is worth the risk. Ugh, so cute. It is. Right. I also liked, and this is kind of, it's more like a loving moment. It's towards the end of the episode when, you know, Mel's in her bed reading To Kill a Mockingbird. Classic. Weird, I've never actually read. You've never read? I've never read To Kill a Mockingbird. Ever. I kind of know what it's about, but I've never actually read it. Oh my gosh. It's a classic. I know. I can't believe you've never read To Kill a Mockingbird. I know. I probably should, but I just never never gotten around to it. Anyways, so she's on the phone with Joey and she's talking about how, you know, it's been almost a year and she feels like a fool for still being so upset about this. And Joey's just like, it's okay. Like you can go through your own process. Like, and it's okay to start feeling things for somebody else. Yes. Like that is a very touching moment because when you're going through grief, it's like grief is the weirdest thing. And so there are parts of it where you're just like, I know that I should be moving on, but I can't. And it just like hurts, but then you want to move on. It's a whole thing. And I just like that. Her sister was like, finally was like no you got to do this in your own time yeah i think everyone in this show really cares about one another and that's why i love this show so much same everyone loves one another and they all just want to be loved and have love so sweet it was so cute um all right so before we go let's figure out who our episode mvps are and who the episode non-vps were you go first this time. Okay, so this is a hard one. But again, I think my episode MVP is Mel for saving someone's life yet again. Because Liddy, when they found her, she was collapsed on the floor. Not her good. blood sugar was too low. And Mel knew just to make some quick sugar water, have her drink it. And helped her to test her blood sugars and just made her overall feel better. Made sure she got the medical care she needed at the hospital. Jack, of course, drove. Always. No surprise there. So, yeah, Mel, just because she knows what to do in a medical situation and she can always jump into action. Right. See, mine was also Mel, Mm. but mine was for a different reason. Because in this episode, we see Mel finally starting to accept the loss of her husband and trying to move on. She takes off her ring. That's a huge step for her. She finally starts being willing to share some of this. So that is such a big part of the grieving process. And so for that reason, Mel, because you are opening yourself up, you're willing to let somebody else in. You get my MVP vote this week. All right, Mel, you're just an all-around great person. Yeah, you are. Thanks, Mel, for being our fave character. We love you. Yes, we do. I would hope that we love you. You are the main character of the show. Yeah. Um, okay, so then I'll say who my worst valuable person was. And I'm LVP. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to say it was Paige. Mm. Because Paige is just being all around creepy, super weird, and then... And uncomfortable. Yeah, and okay, if someone is helping to jump your car, shouldn't you be there with them? Right? Like, why did you just expect him to go do it himself? Yeah, and she stopped him at in the middle of his work day and she's like i need my car jumped it now 
She wasn't that demanding. But does she know anyone else in town? No. Is she friends with anyone else? No. no. She's only friends with preachers. She doesn't have a single other person to ask for help. That's why I think she's just not a very valuable person to this town. Yeah, she has her bake truck, but then turns out the general store also has a little cafe. Bakery situation. So why do we need your bake truck page in a nice way? Your food does look great, but... It's also so expensive. So expensive. And iced coffee, looked at the sign in this scene, at least it looked like iced coffee, was four fifty. Yeah, but her cupcakes were 10% off today only. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. A whole 10%. That's like, <sighs> yeah. literally, that's like 10 cents off. I think so. Yeah. But I don't know. Paige is hiding something. We all know it by this point. And I think she just needs to come clean. That's why she's my worst character this episode. Mm. I have a collective okay. for mine, And that's Hope's friends. Oh, yeah. Like, that's excluding somebody because you think they're too competitive with their card games, especially somebody that you say is, like, your friend, is just messed up. That like, is. Like, that is literally what we did in middle school. Not me. I was not one of these people. Because you didn't go to middle school. Yeah, that too. But that's, like, some middle school stuff where you just are, like, I don't like you, so I'm not going to involve you in my games. They literally said, we don't want to play with you anymore. You say that as, like, an eight-year-old. I'm pretty sure I did say that to one of my friends when I got upset with them. I don't want to play with you. Yeah. I hope right? I You're wish competitive you could find... at card games. You got yeah. mad when I beat you at Uno like three times in a row, yet we still play. Yeah, it was. it really did hurt. So I feel where hope is coming from. But like you can't just drop your friend like a sack of potatoes when you're bored with them. Right. And because they get too competitive with a game. That's the point of a game. It is. I agree. Those people, trash garbage people. Yeah. Be better. You guys are all like in like your 60s. Yeah. Act like a grown up. For real. And if you don't like somebody, tell them. Mm-hmm. Don't just keep playing your games and hope that they're not going to find out. This is a small town. Everybody knows everything. Okay. They all do. She's going to figure it out. So uh, Right. Well, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. And last but not least, let's rank this episode. I will start first this time. I'm giving it an A. Mm, because, just an A? Yes, just an A. Because so much happened that helped to move this story along. Jack and Charmaine finally donezo. And Mel finally takes her ring off. And she is ready to just move on with that. And she told Jack her husband is dead. And it's her fault. And it was her fault. Cliffhanger. Again, they left with a cliffhanger. Oh, so that's why it's an A because it hooked me in. I need to know more. Mm-hmm. Also, I need to know what's going on with Paige and her fake ID or real ID. I don't know what's going on. That's why it's an A. And I wish there was something between an A and an A plus because that's where I would put this. I That's just an A then because there's A minus A, A plus. I know, but I'm saying that I wish that there was like an A and a half. So in between the A and an A plus, because I think it was better than just a straight up A, but it wasn't an A plus episode just yet. Yeah. Um, but I did love it again for the same reasons you did. It really kind of, we've been kind of stagnant in some of these storylines. Like the page one has been kind of stuck for a little bit. Some of the Mel stuff with her husband has been kind of stuck. The Charmaine thing has been stuck. This episode really just kind of bulldozed it. And now we're getting into the meat 
of the series. Yeah. We're finding out what's going on. We're finding out secrets. We're finding out things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was into it. Me too. Well, thanks. It made me feel things. Episode seven. You did great. You kept us invested. And I guess we're going to watch episode eight next and then tell you all about it. Yes. We'll catch you next time at the Virgin River Visitor Center. Home to Virgin River, where the internet is slow, but the gossip is fast. Talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.